Hey guys, Princess here, and welcome to another episode of By Pumpkin. Um, I fucked up. It's a Saturday, and I have to record the podcast. Um, I, back in May, I told myself that like I don't want to work on weekends. Uh, kids were out of school. We weren't doing therapy on the weekends. Uh, I just want to like leave my weekends clear for some self care and all that shit. And this week, I got a little fucked up and. Had a lot of big feelings about things and couldn't get to the podcast when I needed to. And now it's Saturday morning and afternoon at this point. Afternoon and I'm going to, I gotta record. And a part of me is like, fuck man, you didn't make it all summer. Another part of of me is like, well, okay, well you decided to do this in May and it's July and you haven't worked on a weekend since. You know, give yourself a little bit of fucking credit. But (laughs) either way, I am a little late getting to this and I want to... Make sure that you guys get an episode this week. Um, because in a couple of weeks, you're not going to get any episodes. Because my birthday is about... the So you get this episode, next episode, and the episode after that, you don't get it. Um, my mom's birthday was this week. She is 61. She's on my motherfucking nerves. She went to a, um, a drag brunch. And her whole fucking personality changed. She sends me a text that's like... Um, you know, I I did this thing where I ate a meal that wasn't breakfast and wasn't lunch, but it was in between. And these guys were in dresses and were, and were lip-syncing the songs. I'm like, don't play on my phone, Yvonne. Do not play on my phone. Like, <laughs> first of all, you out here pretending you don't know what a brunch is? Is that what you're trying to tell me? That this is your first... Don't play on my phone, Yvonne. And so... <laughs> She sent me like 800 pictures of drag queens. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she and her church group are going to go once a month. So that's going on. You know, she's filling up my phone with fucking free bunny text. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, I think uh, maybe you, I didn't say this, but bunny's in trouble. I know she's a fan favorite. Everybody loves her. You don't love her as much as I do because she's my kid. <laughs> but, but, you know, she is tripping and did some wild shit with some bad timing and she's gotten away with a few things and she can't get away with this either so my mom is like being her fucking lawyer she's out here being johnny cochran talking about the glove don't fit you must quit rhyming and shit (laughs) free money (laughs) uh she's requesting an appeal based on some new evidence and i'll look at it but like it's so funny coming from my mom. She'll always be like, well, kids do that. You used to do that to me, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, and what did you do when I did that? She was like, I get mad at you. I was like, and what else? She's like, I spank you. I was like, yeah. And you yell at me and I'd be in trouble. Like, you didn't just go, kids do that and just let the shit go. You didn't. You, you, I mean, I'm not going to hit my children, but you did punish me for shit. You, and I'm sure if your mother had been alive, she'd be like, kids do that. I I don't know what you're asking for here. You want me to just, like, not do things because kids do that? (laughs) We'll see. Let's see what happens. She's she's grounded, like, super-duper grounded. Like, she's in her room all the fucking time. And she's doing this right before she's supposed to go to overnight camp. So, I don't think overnight camp's going to happen. Well, we shall see. Uh, But, yeah, my mom's, like, harassing me about that. Uh, telling fairy tales about my childhood. Like, I was there, right? You know you can't redo that, right? I, I do remember what happened. 
She was like, oh, no, I was doing, mm-mm, I would never have said that. Yes, the fuck you did say that. And I know you said that because it's like my brain for 40 fucking years. And I've talked about it with my therapist. So I don't know why you over here pretending. <laughs> Do that shit with somebody else who wasn't there. Do that with somebody who wasn't there. I love my mom. I really do. But uh, she definitely remembers her parenting different than I remember it. <laughs> um, and also, like, my dad just got a handicap uh, car plate because, you know, he's he's been declared fully disabled by the military. And he's got a placard and a he's got a placard for when he's in the other car he owns with my mother. They don't they they're both on each of their cars. He has a placard for that, and then he also has his own license plate, right? For when he's in his car. And my mom was telling me, she's like, good, now I can park in the handicap spot. And I was like, no, the fuck you can't. <laughs> and she's like, mm, yes, I can, because it's because it's in my car. And I was like, you can if he's with you, but you can't by yourself. And she's like, okay. And I was like, no, no, the fuck you can't. <laughs> And she's like, who's going to check? And I'm like, the police. You know, I have a friend who's had, who had MS. Um, and she would talk extensively about how she would park in the handicapped spot. And people would call the police on her all the fucking time. And she would have to prove that she was the person that had been had the handicap placard or, or the handicap license plate. And she, she said this would happen to her fucking sometimes twice a week. And, you know, because MS is, um, you know, it's a disability you can't necessarily see, you know, or let me take that back. Um, I don't know if it's, I don't know if people consider it a disability, but it's a chronic illness that leads to disability that you can't necessarily see. And because it just depends on what's going on. So, like, <laughs> I just thought it was so funny that, like, she's like, mm, nobody's going to check. So then I tell her someone is going to check and she's like, Okay, whatever. She sounds like a 14-year-old that I told couldn't go to a party or something. Sure, if you say so. Like, And I told her, I was like, it's not only illegal, it's immoral. <laughs> it's, it's immoral. What if an actually uh, disabled person needs that space and here you are just living life, parking what? Fucking 10 feet closer to the... To, girl, get out of here with that shit. And I told her, I let her know. I was like, you know I don't call the police on people, but if I see you parking in a handicapped spot... Without my father, I woke up police on you. <laughs> and she's like, oh, as a kid, you're always starting to call the police on me too. I was like, yeah, because you were doing immoral shit. <laughs> Obviously, I know it's not a good idea. I'm not going to call the police on anybody. Don't worry about that. I'm not. I Somebody had better be murdered <laughs> before we call the fucking police. I will not do, I will not do shit like that. But I just thought it was so funny that suddenly she turned into like some bratty teenager Whatever you say, <laughs> like, like, like I'm saying something real wild. You cannot do that. Whatever. I text my dad. I was like, listen, your wife out here wilding. She got plans to do some shit that she don't have no business doing. Please speak to her. <laughs> I guess he did. Cause the next day she was like, you know, it's probably not a good idea. I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. So funny that when somebody else says it, you were like, oh, that, that's great. But when I say it, you're like, oh, here you go again. <laughs> Debbie Downer. <laughs> you know to do, ugh, I don't know. Please don't send me any emails about how you park in the handicapped spot all the time and nothing bad has ever happened to you. Please don't. I don't want to hear that. It's just not, <laughs> you know, I always say my moral compass doesn't point due north. It doesn't. I want to do all kinds of bad shit all the time. My first instinct is always to do some bad shit, Okay. 
But I and I know sometimes I have to do some shit that's against my that's like immoral. So I want to save that time up <laughs> for some shit that really counts, rather than dicking around some disabled people. And so I don't have to walk as far to the to the front of a store. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying not only is that immoral, it's also not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> anyway, my mom's wild and she's 61. We're in birthday season in my house. Next week is my son's birthday. He'll be 11. Turtle will be a cool 11. Um, and I'm going to take the kids to Dave and Buster's. <sighs> You know, while we still can, and um, he, he's got his presents, and then he's getting some more privileges. I'm actually gonna give him a key to the house. <laughs> My husband does not want to give him the alarm code. He wants that if he comes home and there's no one here, which is, it doesn't really happen around here. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm 10 minutes out because I had to go pick another kid up or something like that, but. If he come, my husband wants it if my son comes home and no one's here that he ring the doorbell and we look and make sure it's him and then take the alarm code off. I don't think that's going to work. I don't know why my husband thinks my son's going to walk around giving people the alarm code and the address. I don't understand. <laughs> Do you guys remember when you, when you had a key uh, to the house and your parents would act like, like I'm, I'm talking about if you're like a latchkey kid and your parents would act like if you lost that key, people would follow breadcrumbs right to your house and rob you. <laughs> like, how the fuck would they even know whose key this is? I don't know. I, I try, I'm going to try not to be acting wild, but he's turning 11. I'm trying not to let the birthday stuff get me down. Last year, I was in a pandemic. Well, let me correct myself. I'm still in a pandemic. Last year, I was in the throes of the pandemic, and I was like, how do I make... And they were all home all the time, Right. And I just felt like they were just like constantly, all I was doing was being like, you have to be quiet. I'm in a meeting. You have to be quiet. I have to write. You you can't do this. No, we can't go there. Yes, I do. I know you see your friend outside, but they probably have COVID and just wait from the window. Do not go out there. Like I was doing, and, and they were always in the house all the time. And I just felt like really shitty because the thing about kids is when you put kids in situations where they are not allowed to be kids, they will always fuck it over, right? We take kids to places that they cannot be kids. And the problem was the entire part of that pandemic, they were only places where I had to say, no, you can't, please sit down. No, you have to be quiet all day. Yes, I know you're four years old, but you need to be quiet all day long. Like that's not impossible. I was asking them to do things that were above, above their maturity levels. And I mean, they did pretty well, but I, I was feeling shitty. And then birthdays come around and I couldn't do shit for them. Like I was making shitty meals at home and and it just felt like I couldn't make anything special. It really, it really, I, last year was very fucking hard. I just felt like I, I let everybody down. And this year it's not going to be as difficult because we can go places, but like I don't like to be out and about and I'm going to have to try to work it out so that we're there when people, when the least amount of people are there. And like I, it takes some extra thinking on my part, but I think it's going to be better than it was last year. At least, you know, the kids didn't complain. They really, none of them complained at all. Um, I have good kids in that way. They don't complain about the things they get. They're always grateful for everything. They're never like, I wish I'd done this or gotten this. They don't care. Like, they don't even pick out backpacks. Not usually. I mean, obviously, once they get a little older, that it'll be fine. But, like, if I get a new backpack uh, and bring it to the house, they're like, wow, this is great. They ne they're just not, they're... 
they're very humble kids in a lot of ways. So it's not like they were complaining, but I just felt like I wasn't doing my best. And last year, this time, I was like having some very, I was having, I was having some big feelings. I was having some big feelings about things that, and I was like, what am I supposed to fucking do about this? That's fine. So mom's birthday was this week. My son's birthday is next week. The week after that is my birthday. Um, and then the week after that is my husband's birthday and he's going to New York right after his birthday. I bought him a ticket that is a birthday present. I want him to go home, see his family. And just knowing that I've already bought him this ticket, um, it did like, I can see some tension out of, off of his shoulder. Like he just, he's holding his shoulders differently. I'm like, good, that's going to work out for him. So yeah, that's what I'm working on. That's what's going on around here. Um, I just got another text from my mom. Hashtag free bunny. <laughs> She's ridiculous. <laughs> I need to, you know, I'm not going to text her back right now, but I am going to text her back. Remember that time you grounded me for the rest of my life? And you told me I that <laughs> when I was like nine, you told me I had to be grounded for the rest of my life. I know she's going to text back, but were you? Mm? Mm? <laughs> um, one other thing I want to talk to you guys about. I'm putting together a listener survey because I have some questions about what happens next with Buy Pumpkin. Um, we're going to hit our two-year mark pretty soon here, and I need to make some decisions about what happens in the future. And so it's, it's going to be a quick survey where I just try to get an idea of what you guys are looking for to what you want less of, what you want more of, suggestions you have. I'm thinking about create, doing some merch for the rest of the summer because I'm hoping to sell some things and then be able to donate profits to... Um, school supply drives this this fall and you know it it I, maybe I can like do some fun stuff and then also find a way to help some people you know so I'm, I've got some ideas here and I just want to kind of know what your ideas are too that is absolutely a way you can help support this podcast um by just filling out a couple of questions by the time you're listening to this, the link will be up on all the socials. It'll also be in the show notes. It'll also be on the website. So if you could just take a few minutes, help me out. Uh, another way you can support is by uh, joining the Patreon. Um, Buy Pumpkin Podcast has a Patreon where I do a bonus series uh, based on what the Patreon members vote on. We're bringing Meet the Barkers to an End. And in a couple of weeks, we'll be doing another um, poll where people decide what we're going to talk about next. Uh, that's five bucks a month. It is a, you get an episode every week. It's, I, it's, I think it's worth it. The other thing you can do to support is to leave me a review. I don't read the reviews. They're for other people. You know, I want them to make sure, like, so be honest with them. Tell them what the podcast is like and what you like about the podcast. Uh, reviews are how other people find this podcast. So every now and then I look and see about how many reviews I have. And I look and I should have more reviews, guys. More, a lot more people listen to this bitch. <laughs> I should have more reviews. Please leave me, if you haven't already, leave me a review. Um, doing a podcast every week isn't easy. I mean, it's not, I'm not digging for coal, okay? But it takes stamina to keep doing it. You know, there are times when I'm just not in the mood to record or I got other shit going on. I got a busy fucking life, guys, and by choice, of course, but still, it's a busy life, and, but I make time to make this podcast, 
And I just want, like, if you want me to keep making this podcast, you want me to keep trying new things, going on a new series, figuring out ways that we can really enjoy our time together, then make sure that I understand how much you like the podcast. Leave a review. Fill out a survey for me. Follow me at OK Then Princess on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me at Buy Pumpkin Podcast on um, Instagram and Twitter. Please, like, if keep in mind, like, I'm in my husband's garage right now because the kids are because the little ones are down for a nap and the other kids are watching a movie and and like this is. Like, I'm recording in the dark in a enclosed room. I have no idea how you feel about me. None. I have no idea whether you like this podcast. I mean, I see the downloads, but I don't know. I feel like some people, like, just let their phone keep downloading the podcast. I really have no fucking clue. And doing things like filling out that survey, following me on socials, or signing up for the Patreon gives me a clue to what the fuck is happening. I'm literally talking to myself in the dark. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am talking to myself. <laughs> uh, uh, and I want to keep doing deep dives in the shallow pools, okay? But I want to make sure also that the things I want to do align with what my audience wants to see. So help me out. Let's fill out a survey. It'll be up for about a week, Okay. I don't think I should leave it up for too long. So about a week. And then I'll look at the results and kind of like make some plans based on that. Okay. I think that's all the announcements I have. Uh, My mom's on my motherfucking nerves. If you see my mother parking in a handicapped spot anywhere and you don't see a large black man with her, she is in the wrong. Please feel free to walk up to her and go, yo, princess told me to tell you to get your ass out that (laughs) You guys don't know what my mom looks like, but if you did, I'm just like, let's just keep her on the up and up, okay? I don't want to be around somebody doing shit like that. So, anyway, uh, let's talk about Mob Wives. We're on episode, or season two, episode six. It's called Fights and Facials. I don't like the title of that. When I... Maybe I need a better skincare routine because when I hear facial, I think of jizz on somebody's face. And I'm sorry, but that's what I think of. And it just is not good. So when I hear fights and facials, I'm just like, something went wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we start off with like Renee crying. And okay, Renee be crying. <laughs> Renee loved to cry. And she feels very far away from her friend. She says she's really upset that Ramona said that about Junior. And like, yeah, I... The fact is, I do think Junior's a loser. I don't think he'd be okay without Renee. And I think that two years ago, before this, if you asked Renee that, she would say the same thing. But what she's embarrassed about is that Ramona's saying that she has a bad picker. Which, to be honest, I don't think that's an unfair thing to say about her. Um, You know, it's all coming to a head because Ramona's coming to her house for that fucking spa party. And Renee says that the that the girls, the anger, the viciousness, and selfishness are just too much from all these girls. Okay, stop fucking with him, man. Junior and his Lion King scar. That motherfucker looks like Scar. That scar he has, I, I'm sure. I'm sure there's like a. <laughs> I'm sure the story behind it is like, damn. But he has that scar that Scar has on his eye, where it starts above his eye, 
his his eyebrow and his eyelid and it go and then goes underneath his eye. Um, him and his Lion King scar are just like most people only think about themselves, but Renee isn't like that. And Renee wants to focus on her relationship instead of her friendships. Anytime I see Renee talking to Junior, it is hard. When she says she wants to focus on her relationship, I'm like, okay, well, that's not a good idea either. Like, the person you're choosing to have a relationship with is untrustworthy. Even if he wasn't going to turn your daddy in. 12 years ago, y'all had to cut, cut the shit off because he is not what you need him to be. Maybe he's somebody for some, like somebody can love the fuck out of you and still not be good for you to be in a relationship with. I don't get it. Like people have such weird things about love. Like they're always looking for unconditional. Guys, unconditional love don't exist. Unconditional love does not exist. Why do you love the person? Whatever the reason you say it's the condition. Unconditional love doesn't exist. Oh, I love them because they're my kid. Yeah. You love them because you're a kid. You do stuff from their kid because they're your kid. If they weren't, you wouldn't, right? That's not unconditional love. There's no such thing. People love you for reasons. They're connected to you for reasons. And the truth is, like, if you're in a relationship with someone that you care very much about and, and they start acting wild, they get aggressive with you, maybe they get physical with you, they steal all your money, they do all kinds of stuff, how you feel about them is going to change. There's no such thing as unconditional love. There can be flexible love. There can be love that grows. There can be love that changes. There can be love that is rooted in something other than ephemeral things like what you look like, what you can do for me, where we are right now. That Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all true. But unconditional? Never. There's no fucking such thing as unconditional love. And what people often think of as unconditional love is fucking people without boundaries. It's codependency. And listen, I'm not the person to be talking about codependency because what the fuck do I know? You know, I make all kinds of mistakes. I, I'm glad I'm not famous so y'all don't have to laugh at all the dumb shit I do, the fuck-ups I do every single day of my fucking life. But it's hard. It's hard watching people struggle in these in these situations where they're, it's based upon things that do... Fairy tales, things that do not exist. They're just isn't it just isn't it's hard watching this um renee says she's having a major issue with junior going away again because they are just starting to build something again she's very depressed by the whole thing junior says do you know how fast 21 months goes and she says it goes really fucking slow from the outside i mean i would venture to say it probably goes slower on the inside because you actually get to still do shit right but i understand what she's saying like, deciding to stay with someone for almost two years is a big fucking deal while they're in prison. I couldn't do it. I, it's not, like, I I used to exclusively date guys in the military because I absolutely love being by myself. <laughs> but as I get older, I'm glad I didn't end up with one of them because I don't know that I could do you a year away, two years. I don't know I could do that shit. I don't, I don't think I could. Um, I used to only want to be by myself, but, like, I right now... All I want is my husband to be at home. And thank God that, like, some things have changed in his work. He's home more often. Like, he still doesn't get home as early as I want him to. But this motherfucker is home before the kids go to sleep. He's home enough to eat with us and do shit with us. And I'm just, like, grateful because all I want is to see him. 
That's all I fucking, all I want is to go to sleep with him. For years, I love being able to sleep in my own bed and for him to not be there and he be at work or whatever. I don't think I do it now. I just don't. I need, I need him more than I ever fucking needed him. And if you had told 20 year old me this, I'd have been like, girl, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Relationships are tyranny. <laughs> but I'm about to be 41 year old says like, actually, I really need him to fucking come home. I need to see him. I need his help. I, I just, being around him is so much better than not being around him. And I don't know if that's a thing going on with me, a thing going on in a relationship. I don't fucking know. But even back in my old days when I used to love to date guys in the military so I can get a break from those motherfuckers, two years is not, it's a long time, bro. It's a long fucking time. I'm not saying, again, Junior will be in prison. So I'm sure it'll go slower for him. You actually get to go places, do things, watch TV anytime you fucking want to, walk out your front door anytime you fucking want to, not have to deal with a lot of the abuses that occur inside prison from the people, the people in charge and the prisons, prisoners themselves. Yeah, you can do all that. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if I can do this shit. I also have questions about how Junior knows he's going to get 21 months because isn't the whole thing about sentencing, like isn't that what he's waiting on? Did he get sentenced and then he just got a long time to report? I don't... Is this what he and his lawyer have agreed to try to go for? Hmm. Here's something else I'm thinking about. What if Junior doesn't think Renee will break up with him after he does the thing to her father? Again, I don't want it to be like, oh, her father is a, it's a victim. No, I mean, listen. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. That's what happens. You want to be out here doing shit like this, then that's sometimes somebody turns on you and it is what it is. But what if Junior just thought that Renee would be, would stay with him anyway? I mean, she's just kind of stayed with him through everything. Hmm. That's something to think about too. All right. Um, Junior tells her that once this happened, he said, once they get through this, it'll never happen again. Okay. So Drita is in her little sad little cheesecake factory house. Very much gives me Teresa Judice vibes. I mean, not not as big, but you know what I'm saying, like in theme and stuff. And, you know, she's folding laundry. She calls Aaliyah over to talk to her. And Drita says that Aaliyah's been talking to Aaliyah every day, but maybe Aaliyah's been wondering why Drita hasn't been talking to him. And she says that, you know, people fight. That's life. But, you know, they've been fighting a lot. And then she goes, do you know what a divorce is? And Aaliyah just looks at her. Because, like, yeah, she, Aaliyah's 11. Yeah, Aaliyah knows what a fucking divorce is. Now I think about it. Does my 11-year-old know what a divorce is? Probably not. Like, but an 11-year-old girl is, like, a fucking 35-year-old man, okay? <laughs> she is 11. Girls mature so much fucking faster than boys. And part of that is because people baby boys a lot. But also, that's just the way it works. Like, girls in high school are fucking grown-ass women in a lot of ways and i don't know boys in high school are still pantsing each other i it's just <laughs> i don't know i, I alia's 11 she knows what a fucking divorce is alia asks her why she'd be getting divorced and drea says that they are together and it's hard and, she, and alia says that her father said that they, she that when he gets out they're gonna go on vacation together and she can pick wherever she wants to she wants to go to hawaii and Drita's like, well, that sounds great. I've never been to Hawaii. Maybe I can sneak in your bag. And, and Aaliyah looks confused. She's like, no, he says we're all going. 
But the reason she's confused, Rita, is because you, for weeks, have been working on the idea that, like, you and Lee are not going to be together. But you ain't said unto these kids, which I understand, like, you're not supposed to say every fucking thought that comes in your mind to your children. But you're just now telling Aaliyah that you, you don't want to be together with Lee. And so that's why she's like, I thought we were all going to go. Like, she doesn't have... She doesn't even understand. Like, all you guys have been telling her is, is when he gets out, when he gets out, when he gets out, we're all going to be together. And if you get a divorce, that's not necessarily true. Um, Drita starts crying. She says, I know you're sad, but don't be because I promise I'm going to make everything good. I got a little slug tear from this. It is very hard, like, to have to do, like, you want your kids to have, like, I was just fucking talking about, um, last year was the birthday stuff. I felt like so fucking shitty. I just couldn't make anything good. And they're all looking to me and being like, when's this going to be over? What's going to happen? What's going on? I'm like, I don't have no fucking answers. No answers whatsoever. Get out that magic eight ball out your room because that, they got, that's the closest we come to some answers because I don't have any. And I felt like I couldn't do anything. And I just felt like I was always like disappointing everybody and stuff. And so I understand how Drita feels. It's hard when... You want something for your kids and it's not, it's just not going to work out like that. And, but the thing about being a parent is you have to do the hard things. You don't get just like the fun shit where you get to like run around with them and see their, their, their faces on Christmas morning and figure and listen to them say wild stuff that are, is funny to you and all this, like all that shit is so much fucking fun, but the payment comes when you have to do the hard shit. And sometimes the hard shit is... A lot of times, the right thing to do is the hard thing to do. And even though she doesn't go through with it, Drita should have gotten a divorce from Lee. She really should have. It's tough. Um, Karen and Ramona and some lady arrive at the spa party. Because the spa party is today. And Ramona can't pronounce acupuncture. And I want to make fun of that so bad, but y'all know I can't pronounce it. Every day I'm learning more and more Spanish. I'm having so much fun with it. But, you know, my accent is bullshit. It always will. I can't pronounce English words. Why the fuck would I be able to pronounce these Spanish words? But the Spanish shit is coming together really well. Like, so much of it makes so much sense. I love going to McDonald's and being able to read the fucking signs. And I know people are like, oh, Princess, those signs are the same. The English is right next to it. No, 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 no. It doesn't say the exact same thing. I love that. I love going to the school and because they're having English and Spanish. And I'll be like, oh. And just being able to look at it and not have to, not have it, not have to, like, translate it and then think about what I would say back. No, I like just looking at me like, I know what that says. It makes me feel so fucking good. Why am I talking about this? Oh, cause I can't pronounce nothing guys. I can't pronounce shit. So I'm not gonna make fun of Ramona. I can't pronounce nothing English, French or Spanish. Okay. So, <laughs> so moving on. Karen says that if she can't have sex, she might as well have a spa party. What? Karen, these are very different things, boo. Very different things. And what do you mean you can't have sex? Okay. You can have sex anytime you fucking want to. You're single. Um, Big Edge is finally back and she's worried about Karen doing the treatments. And thank God somebody said, Big Edge is like, oh, you gonna do the treatments? Yeah, Big Edge, ask the questions because Karen, Karen loves she handles your shit all rough. She loves she use bootleg products. I would not let Karen do my facial. I, I just wouldn't. Um, Big Edge tells us that she wants to get a facial, a spray tan, and her buzz on. I'm like, all right, Big Ange, you know I love you, but let's spray tan. You, you, you did all the spray tan you need to do at this point. 
Um, Ramona's acting weird. No, Renee's acting weird. She keeps, she's kind of amped up and not looking anybody in the face. Like, kind of know when you got a problem with somebody, but you don't want to deal with it. You know? And that's because she's really mad at Ramona and can't and won't say anything. I was, I wrote down can't, but she won't say anything. And they talk about Carla coming and Renee says she felt bad about leaving people out of her birthday party. So she went on and invited Dorita. Now here's the thing, Renee. You left Carla out of your birthday party. Nobody made you do it. Now, you had every right to do it. I would have done it. We're not in a good place. Why would I invite you to this party so we can be in a not a good place at the same time? In the same area? No. But Renee is saying that like they made her. She's like, well, I feel bad about not inviting people, so I invited Dorita. And it is Renee's house. Renee can do what the fuck she wants to in her house. But the thing is, mm, it's not your party. And so, even though, like, you know, ownership of the house trumps all. Like, okay, so you can invite anybody you want to over. But the thing to do would have been to give a heads up. To say, hey, I want to invite Drita because I feel like, I don't want Drita to ever feel like she's not welcome in my home. So, I'm just going to let you know. When I see Drita, I'm going to let her know she can come to the spot party if she wants to. That's the thing you do. Not just randomly. And then say it at the spot party. What the fuck, Renee? And you, you making this all about you, like, and the truth is, you were right to leave Carla out of your fucking birthday party. You should have left Drita out of your birthday party. Maybe if you had, there wouldn't have been a brawl on the fucking balcony. What the fuck? When Renee says this, at first, Ramona and Karen are very quiet because they too are like, what the fuck is Renee talking about? None of what she's saying makes sense, but big answers and babes at all. She's just like, okay, whatever. She ain't here. And... Karen says that, Karen said, like, it's Renee's house. If she wants to do that, fine. Ramona says that we'll be respectful because of Renee's house. But if she starts something, Ramona's going to give Drita a facial with her fist. Renee's like, did I sidetrack you? Are you mad? If you're mad, say you're mad. Because Karen isn't really doing much. And the truth is that Renee can have anybody over she wants. Yeah, like that. And now Renee's all like, well, I guess I made everybody mad. Like, Karen isn't even really, like... Being like, fuck you, bitch. She's not. She's just like, okay. Like, because she's really like, what? That's not what I thought was happening. You know, but here's the thing, Renee. You knew everybody was going to get mad. I don't know why you're acting like that. Big Ange is like, get over it. She's not here. We are. Let's enjoy ourselves. Which is why I like Big Ange. That's why. So they start the treatments. We get a montage of Karen doing some hard-ass treatments. Like, Karen, no. And the other chick is spraying Big Ange's face. And Big Ange is like, is that it? <laughs> yeah. So what happens is they're talking about Carla coming. And Renee's like, well, she's not going to come because, you know, she doesn't, she's probably not going to, she feels like you guys are going to jump her or whatever. And at that moment, Carla calls. You know, either production made her call at that point because they're filming her or it's edited that way. But Carla ends up calling and says something about, how her kids want her to go out with her. Like, she doesn't get a chance to go out with with the kids and Joe, even though they're not together. But the kids really want her to come. Kids are kind of begging and stuff. Her twins are begging. So she wants to go out with her kids, and she's not going to come. Let me remind you, if you don't have kids, the only reason to have kids is so that you can use them for excuse for things. Anytime I tell you I'm not going to do something because of my kids, I'm probably lying. I don't care about them kids. <laughs> Anytime I, I'm not, I'm not going to do somebody to check on my husband, also probably lying. I don't have to check with him about nothing. I, there, I, there's never been a time in this world I had to check with that man about something. So, 
So yeah, like, uh, it's the only reason to get married and have kids. But I, I feel you. Like, you know, Carla is polite and she says, you know, we're going to hang out another time. Uh, you know, just not right now. I want to go with the kids. Uh, Renee is over there listening to Karen on the phone and Carla on the phone and goes, ask her the real reason she doesn't want to come. Tell her because Renee told you. Because just a few minutes earlier, you know, that's what Renee was saying. And so Karen asked her about that. She goes, okay, that's fine. But is the real reason because you think that we're going to gang up on you or like it's an ambush? And Carla says, no, I did say that you're probably going to get into a fight. But the real reason is because I just wanted to hang out with my kids. And I, I also feel bad for saying that, like, I'm always lying when I say it's because of my kids. I do often just want to hang out with my kids. But I'll tell you that. I'll be like, eh, I don't really, I don't, don't want to go to that. I just want to hang out with my kids. <laughs> So now I've confused everybody who listens to this personal and they're like, damn, was Princess lying to me or not? Probably. <laughs> so Karen gets off the phone and it's like, it's okay. She wants to hang out with her husband and her kids. It's fine. I'm not like, she's not upset about it. But Renee is getting mad. And she said she wasn't going to tell that, that Carla wouldn't have said the real reason if Renee hadn't said something. And these bitches can't be honest. She wants them all to tell the truth face to face. Okay. But Renee, a little while ago, you was like, I don't want them to fight. So which is it? Do you want people to tell the truth face to face? Do you want, like, let's say Carla was like, I still don't fuck with that Karen bitch. <laughs> and what's a polite, polite way to get out of the spa party? Maybe, you know, she's sitting at home thinking about Karen's rough ass hands, gliding over her face with those cheap ass oils. And she's like, nah, I don't want to do all that shit. And what's a polite way to get out of it? You go, you know, I'm going to hang out with my kids today. Okay, that's that's a way to handle a situation without being without being mean and confrontational, and we don't have to fight. But Renee's like, no, I don't want you to fight. But yeah, I want you to fight. But no, I don't want you to fight. Like Renee, make up your fucking mind. Renee says that Carla had all day, and you don't call two hours into the thing. Listen, two hours. Is it two hours into this party? Because there might be six people there. We got Renee. We got Ramona, Karen, and the lady they came with. We got Big Ange. We got that blonde chick that I don't know who the fuck it is. I guess it's Renee's friend. One person lived there. Three of them rode together. Yo, that's not a fucking party. You could have had this party at your house, Karen. There's like fucking six people there. You could have done this at your house. What the fuck? So, two hours in? Okay, well, you didn't really have no fucking real party anyway. Um... But Big Angel's leaving. She says it's too much drama. Ramona says that Karen isn't that important to ambush somebody. R Ramona wants to call Karen and like a face-to-face. -face. She'll be like, okay, let's just let's just talk about what the fuck it is. And Renee starts yelling, no, no, you don't call somebody. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't call somebody? How is she supposed to get her? How is she supposed to tell her that she wants to meet up with her? She's supposed to show up at her house? Yo, you don't just show up at somebody's house uninvited. Especially somebody you got beef with. Don't do that. Maybe I'm saying that because I live in a state with a lot of guns. No, everywhere I've lived had a lot of fucking guns. No, 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 no. You still don't roll up on somebody that you that you got a problem with. They know you got a fucking problem with them. And you show up unannounced to, to, to their residence. Listen, some things can happen to you. Okay? But Renee's like screaming. She's like, and don't call her while you're at my house. I'm not going to allow that to happen in my house. And also don't call her all these girls around. This is what she meant by an ambush. Mm, Renee... Didn't you just say they had to, to sit down face to face and tell the truth? That is what Ramona's trying to do. Now, do I want to see some more people go to another dinner? No, I do not. How many fucking dinners y'all going to go to? But 
this is more the right thing to do than what you were talking about. Me and Ramona are confused about what Renee is talking about. She's flip-flopping back and forth. Ramona, Renee starts saying, oh, um, and also it's immature to be like, my girl, my girl, this, grow the fuck up. And Ramona's like, no, no, I only have one girl. I'm with her till I die. I think she's talking about Karen. I'm like, okay, girl. Y'all, y'all look, I don't have no friendships like that. <laughs> I do have people I care about very much and I'll go to the wall for. Like, I, I, when I love you, I fucking love you. But I don't have no friends that I'm supposed to ride and die with you. Why do, where are we going and why do we have to die? What are we doing? I'm a friend to say things like, listen, um, let's just like go to the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> like, we don't have to go over to this girl house and fight. Like, let's just go to the Cheesecake Factory and write a bunch of fake reviews of her business on Yelp. Let's just do that. And while we eating these, you know, these cheeseburger egg rolls, let's just do that. <laughs> I just don't, like, I love my friends to death. I just don't know why I would have to die. For them. Like, why are they putting me in a position to die? I was watching this video. I think it was in Bed Bath & Beyond. Which I ain't been in. I haven't been in, in Bed Bath & Beyond since my mall days. You know the day when you just go to the mall and just be at the mall? I don't do that anymore. And I haven't been in Bed Bath & Beyond since. But there's one near the, the Target I like. And I'm like, should I go in that Bed Bath? Is there something in that Bed Bath & Beyond I need? Should I? But no, I didn't go in. But there's a video of a person at Bed Bath & Beyond. I guess an employee and a, and a customer are getting into a fight. I'm sure the employee is fired. Like, I think that's one of the few things you can't do in retail is, like, physically fight a customer. And the other employee runs over and is like, not on my watch. And, like, gets the... And, all, and I was looking at it and I was like, girl, that must be her work best friend. Because, bitch, some of these people I work with... I might be in the back organizing the stock room. I'm not going to let y'all fight up here. I just don't. I don't know. I just feel like, <laughs> like you guys know, I am somebody that's willing to have a, like a physical fight over very certain things. My man, <laughs> my babies, maybe my money. How much money? <laughs> How much money did you get from me? <laughs> maybe that. I mean, is it, is it, is it, was it not in the FDIC insurance <laughs> institution? Can I not get the money back from the bank? Like, what what's going on with the money? Those are, that's pretty much it. Two things. My man, well, let's call it one thing. My family is what I, I will go to war over. Physical war over because you are physically hurting someone in my family. My money, I'll yell out of the car window. <laughs> And, I mean, always, don't run up on me. Don't run up on me like you're going to do something to me because I'm not going to let you. But I just can't imagine, I don't know, Ramon and Karen had a kind of, you know, that's the type of relationship they have. I don't have that type of relationship with anybody where I'm going to show up to someone and fight them. Will I get a burner number and, because uh, your mom's been mean to you, get a burner number and, like, cuss your mom out for you? Yes, yes, of course I'll do that. I'm a keyboard thug. Sure, I'll do all that shit. But do we need to roll up? No, 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 let's not do that. Um, so, you know, Ramona and Renee start yelling at each other. Ramona's like, Carla's a piece of shit. <laughs> Which is hard. Carla's a piece of shit. I'm only rolling around in shit with her because of you, because I respect you. And Ramona's, and Renee's like, I didn't do this. I won't bring anybody around anymore. That's what the fuck. And I didn't put you in shit. And they're screaming at each other. 
And the thing is, here we are arguing about Carla and about whether Ramona can call Carla and all these other sh- shit. And what we're really arguing about is that Renee is upset because she done heard some shit she was talking Ramona. And if Renee followed all her advice, all the shit she'd been talking this whole time, she would just go, the moment she heard that shit from Drina, she would talk to, she would go to Ramona and be like, yo, Ramona, I heard that she was been like, used, who, who the fuck am I? I heard that you have been, um, saying some stuff about my husband and to my face, you're, you're acting like you're happy that we're together and stuff and, and happy for me and stuff like that. And now you're talking shit about him and you did to his sister, to his sister or whatever. I'm not into that. What's going on? And that's how she would have handled it. If she, the way she was saying she'd handle it, that's how she would handle it. But instead, you're not saying nothing because it's at a spa party. Listen, the spa party, you, you had time to call before that fucking spa, spa party. And now you're over here arguing about some shit that don't even make no fucking sense because you're really mad about something else. This is, this, is not, this is not boss bitch shit, okay? I'm sorry. Um... Karen says, so at some point Renee starts crying about feeling disloyal and going back and she doesn't do that. Karen says the spa party has been killed. Girl, was it even ever alive? Again, there's six people there. What is going on? Where's the food? What's, what's happening? Okay, so next week we see Drita and Renee hanging out. Not next week, the next thing we see. And... Drita's beating Renee's face. Renee says that, remember, Drita works at Macy's makeup counter. Renee says that the spa party was a mess and she needs real pampering. I mean, it was a mess because it was your fault. <laughs> but whatever. Drita is telling her to enjoy Junior while she has him, considering he's home every night and doing everything right. Renee says men cheat in the daytime. Daytime. Hello? Renee? You know I don't agree with you. They cheat in the daytime, baby. They, anytime they fucking want to. And the fact that, that that's what the first thing that comes to mind with you with him means that you don't trust that motherfucker. That's a problem. That's a real fucking problem. Somebody you've known a long time who you don't trust, this is very different from the first time you're dating someone and, you know, you're like, okay, well, they could be doing anything. And, and you, you know, keep your eyes open, pay attention, but try to, like, Come in with an open mind, but you know, also keep your eyes open. I understand that, but the fact is, you've known this man a long time. You've been on and off with him a long time, and this, you still are like, listen, he cheating the daytime. Okay, what you doing with him? Um, Renee says that actually, him doing everything right seems like a trick to her. It's fucking with her. That's also true. She she's not he's he don't act like this normally, so she's like, what the fuck is going on? But Renee thinks she's sabotaging her own relationship on purpose. She's always waiting for the other shoe to drop in regards to women. And also, she's going to have to do two-year bid with him. That's also true. Like, a bunch of fucking things to be true at once. You could be, like, trying to get yourself out of this any by any means, like, subconsciously. You could be doing that. But if you think that, ask yourself why. There's all kinds of shit I do to self... I'm a, I'm a self-sabotage queen. <laughs> I love to self-sabotage. But when I when I see myself doing that, like the best way I self sabotage is I like to quit things. I like to be afraid of getting too close to things. I like to hype myself up that something's terrible, even though when I look at it logically, it's not. I my anxiety plays like a big part in me just wanting to be away from things and people because I'm always scared. I'm always scared I'm going to get hurt. That's I'm vulnerability is hard for me. 
Not talking about my feelings. That's fucking easy. Being vulnerable. You know, when I get on this podcast and I talk to you guys, being vulnerable isn't that hard because, like I just said, I'm in the dark talking to myself. I often convince myself nobody ever hears these podcast episodes. I'm very shocked sometimes people tweet me about shit I said on the podcast. I'm like, girl, how did you find that out? Oh, I just put it on a public feed. <laughs> so one of the thing I always have to do when I'm feeling like big feelings about something or worry that something isn't going to like do what I need to do, I try to look down at it logically and separate my anxiety from it. Because my anxiety is like hyped up. I've lived a life where I've had to fight or flight all the fucking time. I've lived a life where bad shit has happened to me. And so my anxiety system is off. My anxiety, it's got a hair trigger. It's like, girl, it's bad things are going to happen. They're going to happen. They're going to happen. They're going to happen. Even in the midst of good things happening to me. So I have to like take a step back and be like, okay, what? why do you feel this way? Is it because you have some good logical reasons that anybody would be looking at? Or are you just worried that that you're going to get hurt again somehow? And that's tough. That's a tough thing to do. But for, remote, for Renee, the fact is she has good logical reasons to be worried. Good ones. It's not just anxiety. It's just not her shit going down. It's not just her self-self. It's not just her self-sabotaging herself. It's a lot of things. And she would do well to listen to them. That's all. Renee also stole Junior's phone. <laughs> and has been lying about where it is. She's been like, I don't know where it is, babe. And now she and Junior are trying to go through it. And listen, if you're going through a phone, it's too late. <laughs> Fine. Uh, she's trying to crack the code and figures out it's the day his mom died. That's a weird code to have. I know that, like, I am fortunate that I have not had a parent die on me yet. But, I mean, eventually it will happen. But And I know that people will remember the dates of a parent dying all the time. But, yo, um, I think it's a weird thing to make it as your voicemail passcode. Yeah? Okay. Well, they get into the voicemail and it's some girl saying she loves him and checking in on him. It turns out it's his cousin, but it's stressing and treated the fuck out. She says she feels like when the feds come and get you, she now knows how to... <laughs> Also, his ex texted him about uh, Mayweather-Ortiz fight, and it's really pissed Renee off. And that's when Junior comes in. And, dude, this has to be production. This has to be a reenactment for fucking production. Because Renee has one of those doors I have where it's a door, but, like, most of it is, like, a window. And it's not just a window you can look directly out of. It's it's not stained glass. I Maybe it's etched glass. I don't know. But it has, like, a pattern in it for privacy and stuff. So... When I look at my front door, if you're right there, like pressed up against the fucking door, I can see who it is. But if not, I can just see shapes and stuff. If there is some privacy unless you're right up against it. And Junior was standing outside that door for a minute, y'all. He was in behind Drita for a minute. And I don't understand why as soon as a shadow crossed the door. Sometimes the way my desk is in the in the living room. And even though it's not facing the door, it's near a hallway that faces the door. So if a shadow goes across that hallway, I know somebody's either like right on my porch or somebody went through the hallway. I I can't imagine being there, breaking into Junior's phone, seeing a shadow across that fucking door, even if I can't see this Junior, and not being like, oh shit, put the shit away. <laughs> like, 
whatever. Um, you know, she gives it back to, he, Renee gives him back the phone. He's like, babe, I just found your phone. And Drew's like, oh my God, you're such a fucking liar. <laughs> um, Karen and Ramona are riding bikes. And if that isn't a producer planned activity, I don't know what is. I don't think Karen and Ramona ride bikes. I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, they're talking about the spa party and how it's just the best to address issues head on. I agree. And Ramona says she needs to nip it in the butt or nip it in the face. That was good, Ramona. I like that. So they decide she's going to go, she's going to call, go head on with Carla. Um, then Drita and Carla go over to, uh, Big Ange's bar. And Big Ange is happy as fuck to see them. Big Ange so happy. I'm like, damn, Big Ange. She asked them about the spa party and they say they didn't miss anything. And Big Ange says that the girl, the kids come before anybody else. And so it was the right choice. And Carla says that she's happy she didn't go because she doesn't think it was going to go well. And I agree because there were like five people there. And and it's not like it's not like it was a big party like like Renee's party where you could literally go be in a corner with the people that you chill with and be done with that. This is a five-person party. No, it would have been terrible. Okay, so that's when Big Ange tells us that the girl who did the spray tan is Adriana. And Carla's like, good. I knew I shouldn't have come because Adriana used to be her friend, but she's also Ramona's friend. And then she said Adriana got into some shit she shouldn't have gotten into and she had to let her go. Okay, it's obvious Adriana's the person that told Ramona what Carla was saying about her. Obvious. And that's, yeah, that's that's it right there. So, Drina meets up with her friend Bridget, who she hasn't seen in forever. And Bridget asks how she, she's how's it going with Lee? Is it true that he's trying to contest the divorce? Now Bridget is like very clear. I don't know that he's trying to contest the divorce, but that's what people are saying. And and um, Drina's like, yeah, like that's how Staten Island is. People are all up in your business. They know everything. Yada yada yada. She's like, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me to go to the corner bodega. By the way, you think fucking you think Drita in that cheese cheesecake factory house has a bodega near her? You think that? She didn't go to the bodega, okay? But <laughs> yes, if she lived in some high rise in the middle in the middle of the city, yes, she would have a bodega next to her. That that cheesecake factory house don't have no bodega. I promise you, it doesn't. Okay, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Drita actually doesn't live in Staten Island. I would not be surprised at all. But okay. Um, but she says it wouldn't surprise her if she go into a bodega and the person be able to be like, hey, I heard I heard Lee's not going to sign the papers. Because that's how it is around there. It's just very, word goes fast. People know all your fucking business. Um, and she said they would know before she would. She's not even talking to Lee. But she says if he does that, like not sign the paper, try to contest the divorce, like make it hard on her, she's not going to be nice anymore. It's going to be a fight and she's going to be ruthless about it. And she says she's going to go down to the jail and then probably end up a roommate down there. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's not going to be hard to divorce Lee because he's in prison. And yeah, it's not going to be hard. Just file your shit. Okay. And I mean, is it going to be hard for you guys to do a divorce amicably together in a, like, like where you, where you like notarize shit? No, no. She says the day she found out that he, that he cheated on her, they were, to her, they were divorced and he doesn't want to fight with her. Because when she gets mad, she's blowing up cars. Now, here's the thing about Drita. All the time we have to listen to Drita about all the bad things she done did. All the time she done got wild. All the times, you know, she got an AK-47 and shot a bunch of bitches in a bar called uh, Entanglements or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Drita, I'm supposed to believe you blew up a car. It, what is the news story on this blown up car? Because a blown up car is not... 
three three young bitches get into a fight in a, in a, in a raggedy ass bar is not a story. A car being blown up is a story. Drita, what are you talking about? This is what I'm talking about. When it comes to Drita, I believe about 50% of what she says. I feel like she's just, you know, she's she's the queen of hyperbole. I think she just says things and about, you know, how she sends bitches to hospitals and, you know, whatever. And so, <laughs> but I don't think she blew up the car. I'm just saying. So then we see that Ramona called Carla to invite her to a face-to-face. Carla answers the phone like, this is Carla and who is this? That's not how people answer the phone. <laughs> even if even if you're answering unknowns, because Carla's got a BlackBerry, so Carla's got a caller ID. So <laughs> obviously production was like, Ramon's about to call you, and you're gonna have the conversation about the thing that you guys are gonna do later. You know how you agreed to go to that dinner? Well, now Carla, we need to film you saying yes to Carla. <laughs> you know how you looked on the uh, call sheet and it says you have to be at this weird uh, steak and shake restaurant <laughs> steak and potato restaurant at this time well i need you to film a, a call where carla invites you to do that <laughs> and so then carla is hello this is carla and who is this <laughs> that's not how you fucking answer the phone i would have made her redo that i would have been like no 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 no, carla pick up the phone and, and answer it the way you normally do so they're talking about seeing each other and Carla says she's not a screamer. She's a talker. She wants to have a calm conversation. Ramona says she's probably a screamer because we're mothers. And, you know, I don't really like the screaming lessons at the kids. I'm like, Ramona, why do you keep talking about screaming at kids? What do you say? I believe Ramona screams at kids. But still, she's like, I don't, I don't see you, you as a child. So, okay. So they agree to talk to each other. And Ramona says that Carla's being sassy on the phone, but they're going to get to the bottom of it in person. Because Carla was being more sad. Like, Carla's not, to me, last week when I had talked to Mona, Mona, I asked Mona who she'd rather fight. And Mona says, you know, Mona says who she'd rather fight. But for me, it really is Carla because I don't think Carla wants to fight. But Carla is talking big and bad. I'm like, all right, Carla, uh, don't don't be a Candace now. Don't Don't be out here talking big. And and don't have the hands to, to back it up. And I'm, I'm talking about Real Housewives of Potomac. Do not think I'm on Monique's side. I was not on Monique's side. I felt like the the day Monique read a tat, 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 Candace was the least problematic Candace had been. Candace absolutely needed her ass beat a few times. But that day was not it. And I also felt Monique handled the she It was too much. And I was just like, okay, well... You're still not supposed to do that. So, and you, we have to, we have to have this job. So let's just, let's figure out a way to get through this. But I do believe that Candace is a person that talks like, you can't see what I'm doing, the talking about thing. She just has all this yin yang to talk and she be getting too close to talk all that yin yang. Okay. You got to be across the room with that yin yang. All right. Unless you want to get beat up. And so I'm listening to Carla talk to uh, Ramona and I don't know if production has been made clear that they're not going to let Ramona beat her up or what, but Carla, you talking sassy. I like it, but I just wonder where it's going. So before Carla and Ramona go to meet, she sees Renee. Renee ironically shows up in workout clothes because remember, Renee almost lost her life over that fucking, over that fucking uh, surgery over 35 pounds. And Carla was saying, you didn't do all that. You could have just come to the gym with me a couple of times. <laughs> And none of them are none of them are acknowledging this. So, Carla tells 
Renee that Ramona has called her. They're going to go to a one-on-one. And Renee is like, what? <laughs> I told her not to call you. You did tell her not to call her at your house, Renee. But you also said everybody needs to have one-on-one talking. And this is how you get a one-on-one talk. You invite somebody to go. So, I mean, that's all that happened in that little dinner. So they, they go ahead and meet. Carla says she has to squash beef with Renee. She had to squash beef with Karen and now Ramona. Yeah. That's another thing. Carla's easy to pick on because she's not going to fight with you. Like, it's real easy to have a fight with her. You know what I mean? I, I just like, come on, man. So she doesn't want another person to get in her face because she's tired of all that. She tells Ramona that she doesn't care if people don't like her. And if they don't, they're probably jealous of her. Okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, Carla's beautiful. Yeah, they probably are. Carla is fucking beautiful. Ramona says that she has heard that too, that like, that um, Carla's been walking around saying that Ramona's probably jealous of her. Now I'm having a hard time, like in my notes, I can see I'm having a hard time keeping the people apart because Ramona and Carla look a lot alike, a lot. I think Carla's more, more beautiful. Again, I feel like she looks like a very young Cher. She, she, I think she's just so fucking beautiful. But Renee, Ramona's a fine looking woman too. I They look alike to me. So a lot of times when I was writing stuff down, I'd be like, well, who said that? Ramona? Carla? Which one is it? Rewind. Who was that? <laughs> so just so you know, as I like get this shit mixed up. So Carla says that she thinks that Ramona is a troublemaker and doesn't like her and might be jealous of her. That she says that that's what she's been telling people. And Ramona says that she heard all of that. Yeah, okay. Glad that you admit to it. But Carla says that Ramona... But she also heard that Carla said that Ramona was her arch enemy. Carla's like, listen, that's not, that's not my word. It's not something I wouldn't say that. And I believe Carla to a certain extent because I'm like, yo, she just admitted to all the shit she said about you. Why wouldn't she admit to one more thing? An arch enemy, when is arch enemy a slur? When? Never. So why wouldn't you just say arch enemy too? I think that was made up. But Car- but uh, Ramona's like, I heard it in two boroughs, Staten Island and Brooklyn. Okay, Ramona, why are we acting like it's 1937 and information doesn't travel from Staten Island to Brooklyn? What are you fucking, <laughs> what are you talking about? All someone has to do is text somebody and now it's in Brooklyn. What- why are you saying that like that? <sighs> anyway, Carla says she never said arch enemy. Ramona doesn't believe her and thinks she's too scared to admit it. I believe Carla. Carla says that Drita told her something, but she doesn't get to finish because Ramona breaks in with, Drita's always telling somebody something. That's my problem. And Ramona says that Carla is Drita's friend, but Drita tried to discredit her past with Karen. And that's it. Once again, we see what the problem. All these people are upset from stemming from like Ramona and Carla in a fight. Karen and Carla got problems. Drita and Ramona have problems and Drita and Karen have problems. Why? Because a long time ago, Karen dated Drita's Lee first. They they cheated on each other. They broke up. They got back together. And she was friends with Drita. Yes, both of them cheated. Fine. Then Karen left town to go on the witness, to go to Arizona with her daddy in the witness protection program. Or maybe not in the witness program. I mean, everybody knew she was going to Arizona. What, what, what's secret about that? <laughs> fine, 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 fine. She leaves town. And w- after she leaves, Drita and Lee get together. They get married. 
They have a bunch of fucking kids. Lee goes back and forth to jail, and eventually they get to the point where Lee and Javrita are about to, to break up and get a divorce. That's the whole fucking thing. We're still fighting over that. Over whether I considered you a friend, whether because I left Staten Island, we're not friends anymore, whether because I dated him and fucked him and we were together, yada, yada, yada. You can date him later, whether he has to be off limits for the rest of his entire life. All of that is why we're here. Some raggedy ass man. <laughs> Who's in prison and nobody fucking wants. <sighs> Carla says she doesn't know Drita's past. But she doesn't think she's lying. Because keep in mind, Carla and Drita don't go back as far as Karen and Drita do. So think that about Think about that. Ramona says she lived it so she knows Drita's lying. Listen, I, Drita's probably lying. Drita's probably lying. The only person who has something to lie who, who would gain something from lying is Drita. That's the only person. That's it. So she probably is lying. She probably, they probably did kick it. Her and Karen probably did kick it all the time. They were friends. They probably were at these bars and they were young, too young to get into the fucking bar and Big Ann just letting them in the back. <laughs> That's probably, yeah, they were. They probably did hang out all the time. Maybe they were part of a group. Maybe it was like four or five girls used to hang out tough and... And Drita was in the group and so was Karen and a bunch of other girls. They were friends. I come to your house. I, we were friends. And yo, when you left, I fucked Lee and we liked it. So we decided to put a ring on it and get married. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, that sounds like the truth. But, but Drita doesn't want to look like, she doesn't want to be on TV looking like that. And I get that. But she's lying. That said, what's the, why y'all care about whether Drita's lying or not? This shit is done with. Ramona tells Carla that she's the only person that that she's the only person that Drita could do that with because everybody else on Staten Island knows the truth. Where's Carla from again? I think Carla's from Manhattan. I feel like that. I feel like she's she, I know she's not from Staten Island. So she didn't grow up there. She doesn't she 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 wasn't running around there like as a fucking bratty ass fucking seventeen year old blowing up cars apparently. <laughs> Ramona says that she feels like that Carla's mind was molded. What she means by that is that that like because she doesn't have the background everybody else has, Drita's able to like tell her stuff and believe it. And Carla says nobody's mind controlling her. She says she doesn't really like to fight, but when she does, she'll take it. Well, no, that's not her saying that. Ramona says she doesn't really like to fight, but when she does, she takes it to a whole other level. She doesn't want to go there. Carla says that she is who she is, and if you like her, you do. If you don't, you don't. And um, Ramona says she respects that. She says she thought Carla was a dumb girl, but if she's being sincere, they could really have a friendship. If she's thinking for herself and just is like, you know, it is what it is. She wants to get to know Carla as a person separate from Drita. Carla says the same thing. She's like, I'm ready to squash everything. You you mad at Drita, be mad at Drita. And Ramona says that, like, if you ever hear about something and you think you got a, we got a problem, call me. I'm not the type of person to lie. When you call me, I'll tell you what it is. And Carla says she will. And, and she says that, and Ramona says, if you're nice to me, I'm going to be nice to you. If you fuck with me, I'm coming for you. And that's the end of the thing. Next week, 
uh, Renee and Junior go to therapy. Okay. And Carla talk tells Drita she saw Ramona. And again, I, I just want to emphasize, I do not think that Drita... So, Karen and Ramona are friends. They've been friends a long fucking time. So, I mean, they've hard in the paint type friends. They've been doing shit together since they were young, young kids. But Drita and Carla are adult friends. They work out together. They both have kids. They both have men in prison. And they're they're the kind of friend they're the kind of friend you make at the PTA and you start hanging out and going to drinks and shit with. And so I really think that Drita is more Carla's friend than Carla is Drita's friend. And so when we get to this point where she's explaining that she went to dinner with Ramona, I'm like why is Trita just now hearing about this? Right? This whole thing, this is the same thing that happened with Karen. Drita and Karen are actually arch enemies. Again, I don't understand why arch enemies is a slur, but they actually are arch enemies. And for Carla to go hang out over there and not say anything to Drita till one day when they go eat at a Bennigan's, it, it seems off. And I'm not saying that Carla needs to be like, you know, ready to ride or die because I really do think that is weird. I do think that's weird. I, I understand going hard for your friends. I love hard too, but I, I'm not doing drive-bys, right? This is, we're not, we don't have to do that. And so I understand that that's not what that type of friendship is like. But at the same time, like, just be honest and open and say, like, as soon as Carla would have, as soon as Ramona would have called Carla Let's say I was Carla. As soon as Ramona would have called me to be like, let's go, let's go out because we need to talk. I would have called her and be like, yo, that's what's happening. We're going. Um, so I'm going to go over there and we're going to have a calm conversation and see where this goes. <clears throat> and however it ends up, it ends up. I would not have waited till, you know, I, I wouldn't have waited till we got to some fast casual restaurant and to tell you that. I just wouldn't do it. So... But that's a communication issue I have for people. Like, you know, all we do, we can text, tweet, Facebook each other. Not Facebook, you can't Facebook me. But you can Instagram message me. We got all kinds of ways we can fucking talk to each other. So, what do you mean you didn't tell me? Anyway, that's where it's at. Guys, I appreciate you listening. Remember, the survey is up. I just want to hear more about what you actually want to hear, okay? From Bob, Bob Pumpkin and Princess. Like, what is it that you're looking to hear? And I will see you guys next week. Later.